0: FM to get started. Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first 6 months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network, and TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car Mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.
1: You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, Afterbuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. Let
2: the buzz begin! Hey there Z Nation fans, welcome to another edition of the After Buzz Recap Show. Tonight we are talking about episode 11, Sisters of Mercy. How are y'all doing tonight?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm doing I'm really good. I, feel, I always feel like with the theme, I should be wearing a cowboy hat like at all times <laughs> yeah. with a like, gun to pull out.
2: Like you're in a spaghetti western.
4: Like yeah. I said, there, was,
3: <laughs> there was an episode. There was an episode a few weeks ago where the musical cue to me just felt like Land of the Ri- the House of the Rising Sun. That and was I the kept expecting it was, it, it was a spaghetti <laughs> western, but I kept expecting it to become that song, and it never was. <laughs> Not quite. That's. that's I will take that. Ugly, <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs>
2: But that is not
4: the episode we anyway, got this week. we no. do have a <laughs> no.
2: crazy episode tonight. An emphasis on crazy, because there are a lot of crazy people in the house. But let me go ahead and introduce our panel before we talk about all those crazy people. Joining me, Katie Kellen. Hi, all my buddies. Representing for Team Survival, Zach Wilson. We will
4: survive. <laughs> Roya, I've just... She's on ice. She's She'll be back to help us survive. <laughs> Unlike you guys, who are not helpful towards furthering the cause of survival.
2: I'm sorry. We're still here.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we're doing (laughs) all right. For now.
2: And joining us, we've got a couple very special guests in the studio with us tonight. We have the writer for this episode, Jen Derwingson. How are you tonight? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for joining us again. You came back. I came back, yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't terrorize me enough the first time, sorry.
3: Oh, we'll fix that this time. Yeah, I'm sure. And
2: (laughs) we have the director of this episode as well, Rachel Goldenberg. Bert. Hello, happy to be here. And we have the editor for this episode, Eric C. Anderson.
6: Here I am.
2: <laughs> so we basically have the people who put together this show.
6: All phases, uh, I consider, you know, beginning, middle, and end.
2: Yeah, in terms really of production. So before before we go through recapping the episode, uh, just from from all of you guys, what were your guys' thoughts working on this episode? Because you do all work in different stages of the production. Uh, how was each of yours approach to this episode?
5: Well, I, and this started. This was a um, an idea that I ri- originally pitched in the writers' room back when we were we started. Um, it wasn't always an occult. I, you know originally i just thought well i think it's enough just that women want to get together <laughs> yeah. for for self protection and uh And once we saw the, the location where we, we shot the compound, we were like, you don't really need a lot of persuasion to, to stay here. But I think in the world of Z nation, whatever people have to, have to do to survive usually takes them to some extreme. And I think that's what ended up happening with the, the all female compound that they, that they come across. But there were, there were a lot of things that happened during production that added, you know, a lot to, what I originally conceived, and especially bringing in Kelly McGillis, which was a real honor
4: for us to have her mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah.
2: Was she sister Helen? She was yeah. Helen. Yeah. yeah.
4: So I'm curious, um, as you came up with it in the room, was it did you start with the idea of the compound and then sort of build the Mac and Addie plot line into it, or is that where they were first, and then you built in this plot line as a?
5: No, it was originally, you know, how we came up with the episodes was we we had our map of where they were going across the country um and when they were going to get there and then we kind of matched up the episode ideas that we had pitched not knowing where you know when we originally pitched the episode idea like cannibals or you know all women we didn't know exactly where they were going to be in the in the course of the of the season and so when we decided where to where to put this episode, then it became, all right, well, where are the characters in terms of their own character arcs? And how does this fit in? And, and what can we do here with our characters in this particular place with these particular characters?
2: Cool. I like it. Now, from a directorial standpoint... Because you you clearly want to show that something is amiss with all this wonderful perfect. Because any never trust anybody too nice, as Warren puts it. Uh, how did how was you going kind of going about kind of putting that kind of Stepford? There's not something quite right feeling about this place.
7: Uh, I think, uh, like you said, it was kind of the fact that it's idyllic is how you know that it's bad. So it wasn't necessarily trying to infuse evil as so much as um you know this is the only episode that i've done because i directed it so i just came in for this one but i was familiar with all the rest of the season and i knew how different this setup was than the rest so it was just servicing you know this happy place that you know if you're gonna gonna lose a main character to this place it has to have a lot of things that you would want to want to be around so it was it wasn't so much trying to infuse creepy things as making it beautiful and wonderful and perfect and then maybe that's enough for you to for the savvy viewer to be like Something's not right.
2: It's a magical place. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we're
4: agents
7: of wow. Shams. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I was
3: not prepared for that. I had to.
4: <laughs> the small reference to another show? <laughs>
3: <laughs> to that particular seemingly innocuous phrase that incapacitates an entire fandom on its own. Anyway. No, yeah, I wasn't prepared. Before
2: for that. we get the button that we're off topic. <laughs> <It's too late>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble again. Um, okay. for from the from an editorial standpoint unfortunately because of the time constraints we we've been getting a lot when our guests come on talking about scenes that get deleted yes. for for epi- for the episode because of the time constraints yeah. because we only got 40 minutes but so much more ends up getting shot how how do you go about kind of that like fine tuning to get it into that time frame because you guys work very closely with the director and the producers on that correct
6: oh yeah um Most of our episodes would time out between 55 to just under 60 minutes. So there is stuff that you have to lose. A a great example of going nuclear last week, there was just a lot of walking in it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So that was easy
6: to lose. It wasn't any character development or anything. In this case, the two main speeches with Helen and Addie, and actually with Mac too when they're sitting there, those were the areas that got trimmed up quite a bit. And in doing that, you really have to go in there with a fine scalpel, I I like to call it, to analyze what they're saying and what's important and how to streamline. And, And I wish you would have been in the room with us at that time because she's put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into what she's writing and there might be threads that I wasn't even aware of. And I hope in this case I didn't cut something out that connected to something else because we really do. <laughs> the main do...
7: line, the most
5: important line in the whole and, thing. And I, and I trim it, it out, it. you know. Yeah, no, and, that, there was not a main thing. But it was interesting because um, – but but speaking of those big speeches yeah. that, that Helen had, because um, we, we cast Kelly McGill as, like, Pretty close to the beginning of production. About I mean, three it was minutes before about we started. About three minutes before we started. shooting. And she uh, flew in from to Spokane from North Carolina, and her flight was delayed, so she basically got in at like eleven p.m. the night before she was supposed to start shooting. And Ooh. she had, and we started on that day when she had one of those big long speeches. And as soon as I got to the set, she, Jen. Help me, with, help me with this. <laughs> and the thing is with the script and everything that was written, um, it kind of put everything in, like you put all the emotional turns of the scene into the dialogue. But with a, an actress who's as talented, as skilled as Kelly, they don't need all of that. You know, it, someone like her, that she can do as much with like a look or mm-hmm. one word that some actors might need three lines of dialogue to get across. But... For her, as soon as you see her and you hear her start talking, you start
6: to get who she is and what she's about. So, yeah, we didn't need all that dialogue. Well, a great example is Rachel's scene in the first scene when they're sitting on that long table – and they're talking between themselves and then Rachel You're talking about the little girl Rachel
5: oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, I also named after the director I think who is not named and I don't I don't think you I, hear her I, name yeah, I don't
6: know if you do or not but the she, little girl is with called the brown tiny singing child oh, oh, oh. yeah tiny singing child Helen's talking to her about men and how bad they are and being a man cutting the <laughs> episode it's kind of awkward um, <laughs> but we get to a certain point and the little girl comes in and, and she mentions her hair and talks to Addie about her hair and what the little pieces in the hair mean and that plot point was to get to the necklace where helen says well what is this is this special to you and we realized that that little beat of her coming in and saying that it was just good enough for helen to reach over and go is this special for you and it just connected it more to helen and Addie as opposed to having the third character come in and set it up so that's a slight little trim that we did, which will hopefully end up on DVD.
2: Here's hoping, because uh, just from the sound of it, I would love to see a compilation of all the deleted scenes, because there's some pretty cool stuff by the sound of it that there, we don't just don't we, get to.
6: There is, and, and, and all of the editors, you know, Fred, uh, uh, Fred and Anders, we all compiled those. As we took things out, we made a separate edit of just the deleted material, along with the blooper reel. <laughs> Mm. Uh, material. I want it So we're hoping We're hoping that the people Who are putting together the DVD That they'll use all that And all of us will get to, to see it Because that's a lot of work we did You did You did You know And we'd like it to be preserved uh, In some fashion So it would be great If it ends up on the DVD Here's hoping
3: Is, is the blooper reel Like 90% Mac dying?
6: <laughs> well, I didn't cut that episode, so but there no. is a lot. There is a lot of stuff. They said there was some stuff cut out of that, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of fun, there's a lot of fun stuff. Let's just say that.
2: All right. Well, Sounds before like we go any further, I want to know what was your guys' initial reaction when when this episode ended? Because when this episode ended, I was very conflicted because I really liked the premise, but the fact that it cost us, you know, not. Not just one, but possibly two characters. And I don't think we're completely done with them yet. But just the fact that they could be gone for good. Oh, my we're reaction, not done with them yet. My reaction yeah. will be
4: summed up with, what?
1: what? <laughs> <Pretty much.
4: laughs>
3: well, I i think when we heard that, oh, this is going to be an all-women one. Oh, hey, great. This will be cool. And you walk into it with a certain set of expectations. And then it winds up being, like, cult number five in this series. <laughs> we're like, oh, dear God. It's another flavor of crazy. Who's going to get it this time? I
4: wasn't sure when I first saw it. it was like a, a compound of all women, like, in the synopsis or whatever. I was like, this could go one of two very distinct <laughs> yeah. directions. And I'm not sure which one sci-fi is going for. Yeah,
2: cause <laughs> And it went that one. Because <laughs> I, I had the impression, again, with all-female compound, I had the impression that they were female vigilantes, and I kind of had this, and I, uh, but, and that's the thing, is they kind of are, but the way I had it in my mind was very romanticized. Like, you know, again, that spaghetti western kind of fun aspect of it, that Z Nation has definitely had those beats in the past, but what we got was
7: something a little bit darker, uh, and I, I wasn't
2: really well, I, expecting that.
7: I mean, just to, to compliment Jen and Carl for the episode. That's what I actually love—the moral complexity. Like, I love because, like, seventy-five percent of the time, I'm on the side of these women. You know, like, yes, women. Yeah, are, get him. Like, the, the apocalypse is hard for women, and they're you know they're they're victimized and they're scared <laughs> and they're yeah. you know, and so but you know like it's it feels like almost everything they do. You can legitimize, but then there's some things they do. Like, that the you zombie get, like zombie a zombie bear. Like <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the term what do you mean? is zombie. How zomb-bear. did they catch it? In the <laughs> first place. Where did this
3: how did they get it in there? Did they have the structure built? Did they lure it in with a guy to begin Look, with and the, just keep it? If you're gonna, I wanna know the logistics of the zombie bear.
4: If you're gonna have a weird <laughs> <Me too>. zombie <laughs> way of killing people ritualistically, <laughs> you might as well make it a zombie bear uh, or well, a Yes, I think
5: That's all the explanation you need. Yeah. Uh, How did they well, get there was at one point. I thought <laughs> we. I, I was thinking of one line of explanation where Helen just says, um, "My husband was a hunter," <laughs> and, that's all, oh. and that's all you get. Um, but then I thought, no, the the less you know, the the less the you better. know, the better. Yeah. No.
4: I imagine they like found it in there, like it wandered in, like <laughs> yeah. ate like a horse or something, and they're just like, just leave it. We'll we'll find a use for
6: it later. Well, just you know, what's, the door. it could have been dying. What's fun about the zombie bear is there was some talk, you know, with. Um, Carl and everybody uh, coming in and out of the cutting room, and one conversation I overheard was: uh, "Zombie bears are very scary, but just bears in general. Why does it have to be a zombie <laughs> yeah. bear? You know what I mean? Just a bear is scary to begin with. How it got in there, I know. One thing that I asked for in terms of uh, the bear is I really wanted to see the the ribs." <laughs> yeah, and I said, wouldn't it be great if his stomach was just like gutted out, you know? So he was like rotted away. So it could have been just an animal that just died naturally and then came back and then, like you said, probably went after something and <laughs> got in there.
1: Yeah. I think a
4: zomb, a zomb bear. So the, the, yeah, official, the official official word, term. Um, a zombie bear is like a boss in a video game. Like, <laughs> that's like boss because like you can't shooting it does nothing. It just will keep coming at you.
2: <laughs> I I just feel really bad that Roya's not here today because she was really looking forward to that bear. She was
3: very <laughs> excited last week. <laughs> she's
2: like, guys, I'm gonna be useless next panel because
3: every single word out of my mouth is just gonna be bear. bear. That's <laughs> right. And now she's not here, so we don't even get that. Roya, we miss I can, you. I
4: I can channel her. Bear. Well,
3: and Bear. <laughs> Bear. Cannibalism. Bear.
4: I'm Bear. a guy with a, a Devil's Tower poster <laughs> at, at home, and I missed last week's episode, oh. so it works out, I guess, that way. Oh. Bear. Um, um but i do want to say like a compliment to to the three of you guys on the going back to what we were talking about with the the cult versus like a sanctuary um because it like i think a lot of cults would start out that way with like a good purpose to them like there's something that they're building from like protection everybody needs somewhere to be safe Mm -hmm. and then one the one rule that is sort of keeping them safe like maybe if you bent it a little bit it would be okay, but then it goes a step too far. Mm-hmm. They
3: send their 13-year-old sons out to die in the world under a lie. It's like a sexist
4: a version pretext. of Logan's run. It
3: Kind yeah, of. Yeah. And it, there, this really stuck with me, and it was partially funny and partially just, ooh, this is rough. Right after the zombie where they're talking about, oh, men are evil, oh, men are terrible, and everyone in the crowd's like, yeah, you're right, they really are. There's this little 12-year-old boy just looking like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is going to be me. That
2: was a bummer. It was like, and it's it's really weird that, you know, they're perfectly happy to accept Sam back in when the group drops him off. And then it's just the very end of the episode. They just, shoot you know, send him out again. And you know he's not going to make it to Salt going Lake to City. He's
3: dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his
6: dead. But well, were they really happy to see him? If you really watch Helen's performance, she's like, oh, Sam. Uh I'm sure your mom will be very happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mom's gonna be happy. They Saying they're happy she to see, you. see him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it kinda goes back to, you know, the price of peace and is it
3: really worth it? Well, I can kind of see them coming from this because Helen's made it very clear that she came from a religious i suppose situation not sure if it was supposed to be extreme mormonism or just cultish and illegal and weird because we're well, talking polygamy conceivably
2: and, in utah so
4: i think
3: the mormon implication
2: wives.
4: was pretty heavy <laughs> it's
2: pretty
5: yeah,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, polygamy's not a thing most mormons do anymore so that's no they're, anyway, they're
5: outside the, the FLDS, the of it's the, forward, yeah
3: it's the apocalypse <laughs> but it makes sense to have a backlash that bad from someone who got out of a situation like that. Yeah. It's like Scientologists who become born again Christians. You go from one extreme that scares people to another extreme that scares people.
2: And again, like that's the best written I don't want to call her a villain because she is kind of a little bit morally ambiguous. Antagonist. Yeah, there you go. go. The best antagonists are ones who have, you know, good, compelling reasons for doing what they're doing. So, you know, you can't just 100% vilify them because you can understand where they're coming from. That doesn't justify what they're
3: doing. (laughs) The best villains believe that they are the heroes of their own stories. Yep.
7: (laughs) Fair.
6: So- <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> See what, look at what you started. What have I done? <laughs> no monster. regrets. <laughs> well, before we go on, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, Thank you guys so, so much for everybody who goes to iTunes to rate and leave a comment. It really makes our day when we go and we see that somebody left a really nice, very, very wonderful comment. And we love hearing from you guys on YouTube as well. Uh, the people behind the scenes at AfterBuzz work um, over 90 hours a week to give you guys all of the content that we produce for free. So it really means the world when you go to iTunes and you rate and leave a comment because that's the best way we can let them know that you like the show we're putting on.
3: Five so. stars, please. Tell us you love us.
2: Yeah, all that jazz. <laughs> and if you don't, lie to us. <laughs> and
3: I don't have it here
2: with me, but in the future, if you guys rate and comment and everything like that, we'd be more than happy to give you a shout-on on the show. It's always fun. So, oh. yes. Thank you, guys. So, let's let, let us, let's talk about a couple of different aspects of this episode. Because, for one, I was, although it was a little unsettling at first, I was really happy to see the band get back together again because they've been apart for so long. And then to have it broken up so quickly, like one episode back together and then it's done.
3: Can you tell us a little more about the setting where they got back together, that uh, compound and the person that they were supposed to meet with who was dead? It seemed like, okay, we've got them together. And then I was curious about that
5: about what the location was supposed to be or what was happening He's former CIA,
4: right? Yeah,
3: I thought that the guy who died was going to figure into the story like the sisters killed him to get supplies or something. I I was looking for a connection where there might not have been one.
5: Well, yeah, initially he was a character who was not dead. Oh, when you met him! In fact, we auditioned one man <laughs> accidentally for really? that huh? for that part. That <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's another story. Um, Sorry, but, you don't get
3: the part. He died,
5: <laughs> but it, yeah, there and there was a whole. Initially, there was a big whole scene there where it's not only like an NSA, it's an NSA listening station inside a salt mine where so cool. all this media from all, you know, generations is kept. So it was and basically he, he another version vehicle. of Citizen Z. Yeah, he's stuck in there and he has supplies, he has food, he has a vehicle, uh, you know that was originally how they got the vehicle but then that okay. that episode would have been an hour and a half long so
3: it was <laughs> I would like, have watched oh. that tv program yeah <laughs> so yeah.
5: it's uh yeah so it was sort of condensed that chester had already met his doom but they uh found uh supplies uh which was a scene that was that was cut out yep. but um they found supplies and they connected with with Citizen Z and found out that the the lab was back on in California. So yeah, and that's yeah. The yeah. Most, that was the main plot point that we needed from there. So that's what yeah, left because yeah. we
2: we had left it a couple episodes ago where Cal the fate of California was kind of left ambiguous. We were left in the dark about that. So it's kind of nice to know, assuming that Citizen Z isn't hallucinating again, that their their end goal is still intact.
6: Because
3: mm-hmm. we an, oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Hasn't it been ambiguous since episode two? The
6: mm-hmm. end
4: goal or the.
3: Whether or not California was still a function? I want to thing. say it was like episode three or four. But
2: yeah, but it sort he sort of dropped clearly, off yes.
4: for a little while. So then it yeah. was, we're going because what other option do we have? Yeah. And then. Uh, but well, this, this episode, he said, up. yeah, he says, we're back online. We're back online. Yeah, We're good. Let's go. We're on the mission. No more gas leaks. He's
2: (laughs) he's on track. It's very nice to have that because, you know, just everything they've gone through to get to this point, you kind of need that re energized, oh, good, there is still that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, Yeah. 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 at least for now. (laughs) I can't wait to see what happens when they actually get to California. Me, too. Me, three.
6: (laughs) Will they get to California? Let's find out.
3: Well, supposedly there's a five-year plan for the show, so... Yes, there is. And because. they better get the,
6: they better get to California
4: before then. I hope so.
6: Well, they're
2: already in
3: Utah,
6: exactly. so I don't think yeah. it'll
3: take them that much longer.
2: We
4: get to California. The scientists all left and went to Mexico. I <laughs>
3: do <laughs> L.A.'s a jungle, man. Something about Tijuana. That's amazing. <laughs> Evidently, but, drinking the water makes you immune to the virus. We didn't need Murphy at all.
4: Hey, tequila's... Uh, uh-uh. That oh, would have been a powerful, really funny twist. So t-
3: <laughs> eating
6: the worm it cures the apocalypse.
3: That's <laughs> why you only are...
4: frat boys survive <laughs> the
3: And bitch. in reaction, we have an all women colony who kills men on sight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which,
2: although one, spell, of, one yeah. of those ladies was given Murphy all sorts of googly eyes. This was probably the one of the funniest things I've seen from Murphy in this show was this one lady just. Totally being smitten with Murphy, leaving her post to go and and essentially be a booty call and give him pie. She, all she, she wants snuck. to do is give him
4: pie, both kinds of pie, <laughs> every kind
3: of pie.
7: She snuck
4: out. Yeah, like yeah. they
3: make the point later. How did she get out? Like, well, she was she determined. followed her heart, she was you guys. Yeah. She followed her. This was <laughs> <As something. as laughs> <As> right <laughs> after ten k going a colony full of women. I wonder what that's like. So i telling him your imagination's all you're going to get, and then her coming out. Where's the one with the hair and the eyes? You know, the hair and the eyes. Oh, it's 10K. It's that when kid. she said, no, that guy."
4: Yeah, when she said the hair, I thought she was going for 10K. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is going to be fun." Oh, good. that worked. That worked.
6: You know, um, I thought 10K a-
3: thought she was going for 10K.
6: You know, it's so funny. That was a visual effect when she glances over, and she sees 10K and. Um, Murphy had already climbed into the tent. So I'm like, well, you would, I I need Murphy (laughs) climbing. So I split the shot in half and then we tie. We basically changed the timing on both of them to make it so that it was kind of a misdirect. You know, you Mm -hmm. guys saw 10K, but if you really look, Murphy's going into the tent. And that's why she knew where to go.
2: And just kind of historically speaking on the show, 10K is the one that always has the crush of the week. Yeah. And to just see her walk right by him and go make a beeline to Murphy was pretty
3: hilarious. (laughs) I thought for sure Murphy was going to bite her. (laughs) <laughs> when she had her finger in his mouth and was doing all the whatever daddy wants <laughs> stuff, I thought for sure that she was gonna get bitten.
7: Well,
2: we'll something
7: see. worse might have happened. <laughs> yeah, zombie baby, Mark 2 <laughs> mm-hmm. or her tummy hurt from too much pie. You guys. Exactly, it exactly. could go either way.
6: <laughs> she was just going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah,
3: I it?
4: don't that know. That...
3: I should know. I made it. I yeah. made it herself.
4: I mean, yeah, she she's, did. She's, Feeling her stomach like an hour later, I think I don't think zombie sperm or uh, that. Effect. A woman
7: knows. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
4: spoiler alert here!
6: Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Uh, who was the actress that played that? Sarah part?
7: Coates, I so mean, good. Didn't Chasing she do Sarah a great Coates. job? Yeah.
6: And and for me, cutting that scene. I had to shut my door because you know, imagine all of the dailies. It was just that noise coming out, and people were walking by and kind of stopping, like, going, "What's going on in listening there?" Listening
2: to something inappropriate. Uh, exactly. Yeah.
6: It was a little embarrassing. I, I, I said, "I said, yeah." I said, "God, well, all of a sudden I'm cutting a porn. What's going on here?" Because you know all the heavy breathing and the pie comments and everything. But it was one of my favorite scenes to cut. Yeah, we
5: totally-, totally. Well, yeah. I mean, Sarah's a terrific actress. I mean, we she came into an audition and we. Actually, we're debating which role we should cast. We're her like, can she in, be everything? We, we put were wigs like, on can we put her, her in a <laughs> to, so she can be the other, this other one? And she just had the best comedic timing, and She's you really just good. were like, it was weird and kind of sexy and funny, <laughs> and it's like, what's what's going on? And as um, so I said to, to David Latwood of our producers I was like that's for the European market because apparently we need more sex for the European market but how do you get more sex in a zombie show and it's that well, you take a hard left turn into
3: HBO
2: That's yeah. <laughs> I think it was Abram who mentioned uh, the last time you were on the show that like this show is kind of about sexually frustrating its characters
5: <laughs> and yeah, out, of, that
2: out of all this time Murphy's the one that gets laid <laughs> and he didn't
3: die right afterwards like in normal horror movies (laughs) or in this show
6: That's right. He did survive the sexual encounter. Yeah.
3: Then again, he wasn't considered enough
4: to eat out. So uh... oh, oh wow. At least that we saw. You no. no. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot that happened in you know, the tent. That When
5: they when they come back and they're like, "Where's Where's Murphy?" and he's like, "He's still in there with that girl." So couldn't oh, get her to leave. A-
3: he knows, he knows <laughs> I don't think Murphy happen. knows how. Nor does he care to learn. He's I'm, not that I, kind of guy.
2: I do love though that they open right up the tent that. and they're both they're both smoking <laughs> cigarettes. And the question is. Where did you even get them? <laughs> Whatever
7: daddy wants. <laughs> also, like a tent—the oh, worst what? place to smoke a cigarette. But yeah. You're yeah, not yeah, going to yes. want to smoke a cigarette in a tent. That
3: is not well ventilated. <laughs> <laughs> did so she electric. just have those in her pockets or somewhere else?
4: <laughs> a pocket. <laughs> well, what, was there a little?
6: Lots
3: of pockets in the overall. Yeah. yeah.
6: Well, was there a little thing with them lighting it up and before the scene Were they in there, you know, with a lot of smoke, or was there anything fun? No, it
5: wasn't supposed to. It was always just supposed to be that one moment where they open the tent and there he is with the cigarette. But then (laughs) he made more. Yeah,
6: and he made more of it, though. He's just like puffing away on that thing.
2: Although, I do have to wonder about the outtakes for that particular scene because she is so funny. Like, I wonder if Keith Allen was able to keep a
7: straight face. (laughs) It was, I mean, it's funny, but it's also like we've, like, shot that scene, you know. Twenty minutes, like we had no time. So it's not like, oh, we were just doing takes and laughing and like, you know, it was yeah, like, okay, no. here we go, we're rolling. Uh, usual. Yeah. It was a quickie, and it was our our camera guy, like
5: in in the tent. Yeah, because they were a like, lot of, like, on the monitor, it was a lot of like people's butts because they're like, diving, you know, trying to get trying the to shot get in. inside the, the boom tent. guy. Yeah, our, yeah. As, I don't
7: know if this is an inappropriate story, but the, the boom guy was trying to get his boom in, and the oh, yeah. ca- the camera or uh, the DP after said that like he his testicles were like being massaged by the boom pole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like, I didn't know what to do, so he just kept rowing, but, like...
6: <laughs> I mean,
7: and I He's think... And that that scene was uncomfortable for a lot of people.
3: <laughs> just say that.
5: He yeah.
6: is a
3: consummate professional. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I think that's it. You guys were shooting it so fast, and the characters had to be on mark with yeah, the performances that they there wasn't there wasn't any, like, cracking up but what there was is improv there was a a chance to feed off of each other and they did such a great job feeding off each other that there is stuff on the editing room floor because the scene would have been twice as long (laughs) so I had to Chop it down to just get it right to the right performance. So there is stuff there, but yeah, it's more extended, character extended than extended cinemax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then it would have been sixty minutes and HBO. <laughs> just a sixty-minute episode. Yep. The Showtime version.
2: Not
7: yeah, the Twenty minutes
3: version. of pie and then the rest, <laughs> twenty <yeah>. minutes
7: <laughs> of pie,
2: <laughs> and then some zombie stuff.
3: <laughs> but, Why didn't we start this episode with cherry pie?
4: Oh, that would have been, a good would have been great. Because they were eating blueberry pie.
2: Oh, There's thought, not okay. This I thought she meant <laughs> actual pie. No, yeah,
3: I was right. yeah, like, bring, <laughs> do we have some? Yes, pie would be great. Two, no, I mean the song. Three, the song that I know about blueberry pie is for children. Anyway, all I want to, I, I just want to stop at Marie Callender's now on the way home. I know. Anyway,
2: Let's do it. <laughs> anyway. Is that one of the sponsors? I do. Yeah. No, they're really not. <laughs> they are now. But I will be going there anyway. But I, I really want to talk about Addie in this episode because she is a huge focal point in this episode and it's it's been it was kind of fascinating to watch her progression in this because she starts off the episode with that really creepy cinderella dressed in yellow nursery rhyme as she's killing zombies and just kind of watching her get seduced by this place
3: that's a good completely,
2: word. Uh, yeah, that that is exactly what it was. And Helen was seducing her to stay, uh, you know, with all the promises of you can finally rest. You don't have to worry about anything. You are smart and capable. And, you know, we could use someone like you and you can finally get some rest and peace of mind, which in the zombie apocalypse, of course, those promises aren't true. No. But they sound amazing after you've been on the road for so long.
3: And my question about that for all of you guys is, we know that Addie is in a really rough place at the moment. Does Helen know and is she preying on her to get her to stay here? Is she manipulating her or is she genuinely offering what she thinks is compassion I,
2: I
7: think she's a, little a, a little column a little column I mean, she yeah. thinks it's she thinks that her mission is right. So she's not tricking her in that way, but I think she certainly has a sixth sense for someone who's vulnerable. So it's like, exactly. oh, Except you're both. like both. T- like took yeah. her 3 seconds of assessing, you know, she has that kind of personality like sees them yeah. and like oh, even, that one. Got even it. <laughs> when
2: yeah, when Addie and Warren and Cassandra were walking in, she's like you you're not like the other ones. You're special. Whereas your special may be code for, I can take advantage of your fragile mental state at the moment. Yeah, she knows
4: yeah. if she tried to do that to Warren, she'd get, like, <laughs> yeah, punched nothing. in the face. Like <laughs> so Warren's not taking any of that. But she can see the emotional hurt that Addie's going through. Well,
6: especially when where, where she finds the weaknesses in the necklace. Mm-hmm. When she yeah. mentions that, and then the breakdown, and... Um, and it was great to watch as the actress. You know, she really fed off of uh, Addie's, um performance, and to see her react the way she did uh, for me in the cutting room was just like when I saw that in the dailies. I I was moved in the dailies. How was it on the set? You know, watching those two act. I mean, they're both great actors, and to watch them do that scene.
0: Yeah,
7: yeah. Kelly definitely brought a lot. I mean, she. I, you know, I think that it, it is. Like Helen is moved by that story. This is why she believes that they exist. You know, so when she's when she's hearing about Addie's trials and tribulations, it's like, of course, that's horrible. That's why you need to be here. Um, it was away yeah. from men. Yeah, away from men. <laughs> Testosterone is the most dangerous chemical on earth. That, <laughs> that was, was a, a really funny. <laughs> but, but just uh, the, oh, okay. so I'm All saying right. yeah I'm like yeah that's a good yeah. line, because I, I
5: because
3: Carl wrote that line I'm <laughs> oh, <laughs> so not
2: like her, yeah I wrote a great line
3: yeah. <laughs> well I'm switching to a different moment in the episode so if you have ever-
2: uh, I, I was going to say uh, just because you you touched on Warren wouldn't take any of that it was very frustrating watching the reins taken out of Warren's control and you can see it in her eyes and in her performance that she knows she's losing a grip on the situation and that it's going to cost her but She's she's still doing everything she can to try to hold on to it anyway. And that was really frustrating to watch because you're like, You're Warren! You can handle anything!
3: (laughs) It was interesting seeing, actually, the parallels to early experiences and earlier episodes written in here. Because we have Cassandra telling her, Look, I know it feels good. You feel safe. That's how I felt when I fell in with the cannibal crew. And you can see how that turned out. Don't do the thing. It's bad. And then Helen talking to Addie about, well, yes, you love him very much, but eventually he's going to die and then you'll have to give him mercy. It's like, wait, we've seen this. This has been a thing. That's, well, I'll have to give him mercy. Yeah, that's what Warren had to do with Garnett and she got better. So it's not the be all end all of the world here. And Plus, again- Oh, go
4: ahead. Oh, that's just like, a, it's a not a, it's a crazy mindset, like... Yeah, we're all going to die at some point, but it's about the in-between.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just because you could make that argument about anything in real life, not just in the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Just, well, we're going to die, so what's the point? You know, you can use that to argue just about anything. Um, we'll probably get cancer in 20 years.
7: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But coming but. from the place of some, if someone had just died of cancer, like, you know, it's, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, the, she's the right person to hear that and message. That's, mm-hmm.
6: And that's a great point. Yeah, that she she had suffered so much. She was just done. She yeah. was done.
2: Yeah.
7: And the, the
2: other thing that you mentioned, you know, Warren having to do that with Garnett. Warren can understand because she, she even remarks, she's like, I've been there. I know where she's at. She's in a really dark place and it's not an easy place to come back from. Especially, and you know, to Warren's credit, she was able to get over it on her own, but they left her alone to do that and to overcome that. There wasn't anybody standing, you know, apart from the bartender, (laughs) he ended up dying. (laughs) There wasn't any, anybody there trying to convince her otherwise. You know, she was yeah. able to work through it on her own. And if I wonder if just if Addie had just been left on her own to work through it, if maybe none of this would have
3: happened. Mm-hmm. Mac never would have left her alone. Fair enough. <laughs> he's yeah. a
4: little he's a little needy. Huh?
3: A little yeah. bit. You don't say.
4: <laughs> well, but also I would say not. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't qualify. Uh, saying he's needy. He's protective. Yeah. 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 And he think... knows that he she is in a state where she needs protecting.
3: Mm-hmm. He also seems to have pinned both his survival and his sanity on her. Mm-hmm. Like, she is his, to bring this phrase back, be all and end all. And if she's not around her, if she's dead, well, then what's the point? He seems to revolve entirely around her. And when she's removed from the situation, he doesn't know what to do.
2: To the point where he abandons the group
3: again. You know, he... And is now Schrodinger's character. <laughs> <Is> He's
1: <laughs> alive, he alive
2: and dead, dead? dead at the
3: same time. <laughs>
2: well and and we saw that from the beginning too when when they got separated in the first place, he was willing to abandon them if it meant saving him and Addie. So you know it it makes perfect sense that he would jump right out of that car again. I'd
6: so. be that way
2: after being shot
6: yeah, <laughs> After being shot yeah. but I'd be that way. I mean, like you said, it's the apocalypse if this is your what you consider your life partner, you know I mean where, where do you go and and also leaving them to a place that you know is not what it is. I mean yeah. think of that too it is not what it is i mean zombie bear you know <laughs> yeah,
3: was, uh, yeah
2: well that and they they left for a little bit and he's like Addie would never leave me behind and I was like she kind of just did mm. and that's when we have Addie straight up murder somebody because it's one thing you know in self-defense this was a guy who was tied up who's like i'm not even with these guys <laughs> And Helen was able to convince her to go ahead and kill him. And that was probably the darkest moment that we've seen for Addie so far.
4: Oh, by far. I mean, when she had to mercy her mother and her brother, like, those were zombies. Like, kill or be killed. Like, they're not even really themselves anymore. This is just a, a guy, a kid, yeah. um, and you really saw the dark, the twisted side of the Sisters of Mercy. I
2: yeah. kind of was picturing Warren as like the little angel on her shoulder, and Helen is like the little devil, like do it. No, it's not right.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to talk about that? Because that was yeah. an interesting scene for all of us.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we spent a lot of time
5: talking about about that, and uh, I think part of the reason, or I don't, I can't. Go which way is cause and effect, but Carl happens to know a lot about
3: cults. <laughs> um, that is both intriguing and terrifying. But Carl knows
5: a lot about everything. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not sure if that's just like, that's just a particular knowledge set that works for our show. But the whole point of that scene was that, you know, that's it's, you draw people into a cult with like, oh, it's going to be nice. You can rest. You can do all these things. Like Helen is, is saying to Addie. And then it comes a point where, um people are pushed to make a psychological leap. And that's what that Helen convincing Addy to, to shoot this guy is. You make you make this leap is sort of a leap across a chasm that you can't come back from. And the only way you can sort of psychologically deal with with making that that leap, like killing someone in cold blood, is to believe the whole philosophy of the cult because the only way you doing that is right is if the world follows the rules that these people are telling you
7: if you question yeah if you question that decision too much it means that you're bad whereas if you stick stand behind the decision you made then you get to be safe and good in Mm -hmm. your in your mind still
3: well and just a a terrifying amount of sense
7: just a
2: couple (laughs) episodes ago we had you know a group in a cult that were murdering innocent people and very much justifying it to themselves even though the people were begging for mercy like this guy was. She, that was a straight up kind of villainous move on her part. And it's, and now she's stuck with them.
4: And, but, and not only she killed that, she like then tortures the others. Yeah. Which like, granted, they might deserve like a certain amount of torture, uh, the, the original two who are like holding the women captive, but.
3: Tied up
2: in that's the side. Some, that's some
4: sadistic stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was surprised actually that that guy was able to get away <laughs> for a whole like two seconds before Max shot him.
6: But what's interesting also about that scene is, um, uh, they were already left, director's cut was done, and now it's the producer's cut, and we still hadn't cracked. We still didn't believe that Addie would kill – I mean, this is a big moment for us in the show. Yeah. And and we need to believe that Addie would do this. And and I had already suggested uh, to Rachel about the um, having a flash of the um, um, cannibal scene – uh, going into it, because, you know, this was an episode that didn't have a lot of zombies, so it's a great way to add just a little zombie beat that we've already seen, but kind of changed up a little bit, and it leads us perfectly into the scene, you survive that, how horrible is that, so it kind of flashed, so that was kind of put in uh, during, why we were filming actually, I think, and so now here we are, we're in the producer's cut, and we still were struggling with her being brainwashed enough to do this and it's like well since we already did that why don't we pull some more out of that episode and then add uh some additional lines and this was all carl carl was in the room with me and he's he's the one i just became the fingers at that point we knew where we had to go to try to make it work that Addie would shoot him but carl uh, you know really knew uh, he really helped structure the edit um, and how, and how the gunshot goes off in the dark and then we come back in slow mo. And that was all Carl, uh, figuring that out with me. And that was one of, one of the fun moments with me being with Carl, the show creator on the show and, and watching him work. And like you said, he does know so much in putting that together. So that was a great experience for me in the cutting room. And I'm glad it worked out, uh, for you on the show because, you know, that's the ultimate thing. Will this work? It worked for us in the cut. Uh, Because we then sent it to you, and then you signed off on it. And then to see you guys react to it, it's like, yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And And it doesn't matter because
5: because, um, what Helen says to Addie was actually not scripted. But what Kelly said to... Anastasia was basically that. Like, remember the cannibals. Yeah, remember. I mean, you could probably hear that. On I think the, I did hear on the a little production bit. Production track, yeah. but that. So that kind of came from her. Wow. Because oh. I mean, she's you know doing the work of an actor and going, well, what am I saying to her to get her to to do this? And it's like, remember your brother. Remember, you know. All yeah, this, that was it. I remember stuff. her whispering remember that and slightly, yeah.
6: hearing that in the track. Yeah. Remember her brother, and we had shown. It's so funny that the episode, kind of in terms of her arc, Addie's arc, kind of came together through the past episodes and through the great writing that you had done that it was very easy when she freezes and we cut to her brother or mm-hmm. you know talking about the cannibal. So it really came together kind of um, organically uh, for us.
2: And it really did it really did come together and everything seemed to tie up very, very well. And we are running short on time, but I, 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 wanted, I do I want to get into predictions a little bit. If that's all right,
6: so you want us to step out of the
1: room. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay,
6: you just have to like blinders on.
7: Do this. Just poker face. Just like <laughs> how good is your poker face?
6: Very good. <laughs> I'm
7: lucky to know very little. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the one on after. i
6: yeah, good. and well, I also killed off uh, Garnett, so I had to keep that
4: you know quiet <laughs> for monster. a long time. So be careful if he's cutting an episode. We're losing characters.
2: So, my, w- we, we got a preview for next week and it looks like Murphy's like at some sort of golf country club. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's, the,
5: we could say gets, yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. He is at a golf country. Yes.
3: It looks like he got picked up by this whole other band of people somehow. Like maybe he has a falling out with his crew and this other crew goes, oh, we'll take you to California. Oh, sure. I'm mad at them. I'll go with you. And then lo and behold, we ain't going to California. Yeah, it's like, no. But my
2: big question at the end, and I think it's it's the question on probably most viewers mind is are mac and addie gone from the show for good no
3: and yeah i i don't
2: believe that for a second <laughs> it's
3: comic book rules no body no death and this has been a series that has been completely unafraid to be like look at them now they're dead now they're a zombie now they're dead again they're- <laughs> look at the main character he took a bullet for murphy he got shot he's a zombie and now he's shot in the head and he's Dead, dead. Look at this guy. You thought he was the main character, and then a zombie baby ate him. And you get to see that. This is not a show that shies away from, look at all the dead people. Well,
6: maybe we did see
4: it, and we didn't decide to show it.
3: (laughs) Hmm. Well, I figure by not
2: showing it, it's left to be ambiguous. Zach, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I'm not willing to... I don't know how Mac gets out of that situation, because, like...
2: he was already shot, and he's running yeah. back into it, and he's running back into a closed door. And like it's we, Mac
3: and Addie, because you've got the little girl, the Rachel, the not-you, Rachel, yeah,
1: Rachel,
2: carrying know, the necklace. <laughs> well, and she she's saying some... She's uh, saying some kind of weird version of... Um, Agatha Christie's, you know, novel, there's that little nursery Ten rhyme, little and, yeah. and then there were none, and she's kind of doing a little butterfly version of that while holding the necklace.
4: What so. if Addie, like, got up onto the hill and is like, they're shooting at Mac, and, like, takes her z and just, like, kills, <laughs> like, all the women <laughs> up on... <laughs> and then they run away. Take <laughs> I
3: well, think those final shots would have been very different well, if that it, were the case. With how unhinged
2: she was at the beginning of this episode, I kind of figured that if she was going to meet her end anytime soon, it would be kind of a kamikaze frenzy type thing where she was just going to go into a no-win situation. And just fight her way until she couldn't fight anymore. They that throw, which is what Mac did.
3: They throw Mac in with the yeah. bear. She realizes she doesn't want him to die like that and goes in with the bear with him. Oh. My god, he's Jamie Lannister.
4: <laughs> what well, if wait, they became the zombie bear and become a traveling circus of <laughs> Mac Addy and With, the, the zombie? For three
7: OxyContin. Watch the zombie bear, bear. bear. Ride. ride a ball.
5: Bear. <laughs> bear. I'm, bear. I'm just going to say, I don't know if that's too much of a spoiler, but I think the last maybe. Thirty seconds of the show, or whatever those last cuts are, are all there for a reason. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, that's a very good way of putting it. That's a very good way of putting it. Well, we're we are running short on time. Uh, I believe there's another show after us, so we don't get to go longer like we normally do. I was hoping. Do you guys have any final thoughts on like how how it was working on this episode and just
7: the series in general? Uh, It was a real pleasure for me. I'm like, oh, everyone's looking (laughs) at (laughs) me. I'm the only one in the room who only worked on this episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was awesome. It was actually really cool. And I, I feel very lucky to have gotten this episode in particular because there were just a lot of, like like I, like I got the feminist called episode <laughs> with a bunch of emotional like important emotional beats. Yeah. Um so it, it was a pleasure and the, and and very challenging. I don't know how much you guys have heard about it, but how fast we shoot and how crazy Super fast. it is. Yeah. Um it's probably the craziest I've worked on a lot of low budget things it's probably the craziest schedule. We shoot, like 14 pages on the last day or something. It (laughs) was crazy. It
0: was, it was
5: crazy. But it it was, we ended up get, like getting lucky with a lot of stuff on this episode too, like getting Kelly with the locations with Little Brook, the, you know, the green paradise. Yeah, I love all the locations. But then the, you know, that it it was a railroad right of way that went through those, that sort of stone canyon that we like randomly found driving around, you know, outside of Spokane and got really lucky with that. And then our production designer had turned it into the gate and everything. So, yeah, it was it was really hard work and a lot of fun this episode.
6: Yeah. And for me, it was performance. I mean, I was cutting zombies. You know, how many <laughs> zombie deaths have I done? And this episode focused on performance, and I really enjoyed cutting that.
2: That's, yeah I agree I think it was a lot of a lot of fun a lot of a lot of really good stuff in this episode where can fans go if they want to find out more about you guys and the work that you're doing
6: well for me it's very easy synergy films in focus films of focus.com films of focus on YouTube and of course films in focus on Twitter so very easy to find me
7: uh, And RL Goldenberg at Gmail is my email email, but I meant to say com It's my website. <laughs> <laughs> my email's on there, so you can still email you can still, me. Oh, wow. You're going to have a lot of
6: fans. I, I, <laughs> I
5: still don't have a website, but you can follow me on Twitter at, um, at Jen Elder, J-E-N-L-D-E-R. Nice,
2: Zach, where can the people find you?
4: So you can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N and also here at ask a whole bunch of shows are, We're. it's like some weeks are on and off <laughs> of uh, Agent of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow, Grim, lots of stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
3: I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at KiaJay. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Sword Art Online, Star Wars Rebels, and Arrow, which is taking a break this week, but next week is the big crossover. <laughs>
2: And you can follow Roya at Hey Roya on Twitter, and you can follow and Instagram. Me. Oh, and Instagram. I okay, so, yeah, yeah, cool. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. Yeah, which may or may not be on this week. <laughs> yeah. <because. laughs> um, but folks, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you again to our wonderful guests for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, thank you for Thanks having us. us. Thank you. So right. fun. Of course. Thank you Thanks guys for watching. We will see you guys next week.